What is going on, everybody? What's up, folks? We are back. I am Kevin. Hi, I'm Kevin. And this is the Dark Windows Podcast. This is going to be episode 117, and I honestly have no idea what we're talking about this week. So, Kevin? I ain't got to fucking tell you. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, have fun, everybody. <laughs> Kevin. Shortest episode ever. Yes. Because <laughs> I've, I've been so engrossed with what I'm working on for next week. That I honestly was just like, I don't know what we're doing. It's on you, buddy. <sighs> anyway. So we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different places. I think it's, um, let's see, what? Oh, uh, like, I don't know, a dozen or so. Oh, maybe, okay. Maybe a little bit less uh, of places. The first one, we're going to start off. And, oh, I have to preface this by saying I didn't really go too, too far away. The fir- You know, I stayed, like, mostly New England. Um, went to New York a little bit. Get to, t- to continue with our New England boner for the last three weeks, basically. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's home, goddammit. I know. So, first one is in Saranac Lake, New York. Uh, it is the Saranac Lake, quote-unquote, cure cottages. They are Victorian-style houses in Saranac Lake, New York. Um, they were uh, where you would go if you had contracted tuberculosis. Okay. And wanted to be cured. The idea started with Dr. Edward Livingston Trudeau. Trudeau. I don't trust this dude already. Why? Uh, it just doesn't sound like a trust trustworthy guy. It's like a dentist named Earl. Don't trust him. Well, all right, fine. Uh, he was a pioneer in the study and treatment of tuberculosis, the highly, which we all know is a highly infectious disease um, that you know spread all over the U.S. and in the world. Right. Um, it was called consumption at one time. The White Death? Yes. Yeah. Uh, shortly after becoming a physician, Trudeau contracted tuberculosis himself. Oh, sucks to be you. So, and the cons- what you get. Yeah. And the consensus of the time was to have a change in the climate and a lot of sun. So this meant going to places like Colorado, like what Doc Holliday did, which didn't help him because he actually died. Well, that and he was or, also like a raging alcoholic that true. was like, ah, you know what? I like drinking. So true, true. I mean, he. I don't know if it was TB that totally did him in, or oh, definitely was, not. <laughs> or if it was the alcohol. <laughs> there, there was a lot of underlying factors there. <laughs> um, or you could come to our little hometown of Pittsford. Yeah, yep, the Sunshine Village, where we're like, hey, you got tuberculosis? Fucking get your ass in here, bud. Yeah, we got you. Well, so taking the this advice, Trudeau moved to the Adirondacks, spending as much restful time as possible in the fresh air, mountain air, uh, and he regained his health. Good for him. Trudeau was like, wow, this really does work. So he opened this sanatorium in 1885, and it was not like most of the others of the time. His first patients were treated in a one-room cottage where they could have easy access to fresh air. As more and more TB patients came to Saranac Lake, uh, ordinary citizens began to capitalize on the treatment trend. Cure cottages, quote-unquote, were established all around town. Some of these were existing houses with new construction to accommodate patients, while others were built specifically for treatment. But all had one thing in common, open air porches where patients could rest for up to eight hours a day on special loungers. Lazy asses. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Get a job. Robert Louis Stevenson. Just because your lungs suck doesn't mean you can't go work. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, hey, hey, it happens, man. Hey, man, just saying. Got to keep uh, the system going. Yeah. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson came to Saranac Lake for tre- uh, treatment in 1887, uh, further boast, uh, bolstering the town's reputation. He and, wrote uh, Swiss Family Robinson, right? Uh, I don't know. Pretty sure he did. I don't remember what he wrote. I know I've heard of him. I just don't remember exactly what he wrote. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't remember a lot of authors. I just remember, you know, some. I just remember names. Um. So as more as more patients arrived, more mom and pop cult, uh, cure cottages sprung up. Some cottages were cottages even catered to specific ethnic, ethnicities and occupations. Like one cottage that hospitalized, uh, specialized in the care of circus people. <laughs> uh, another surge in patients occurred during World War One. I'm sorry, all I can picture is a fucking carny hospital. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be the worst soap opera ever. Stop fucking juggling! I'm sorry, ma'am, but your your husband is very ill. What's wrong? He's contracted. I don't know some carny shit. How did this happen? He's a He's a, he's a fucking carny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did the smell of cabbage not surprise you or the lack of teeth? Oh, stop. You're carny folk. You married a lobster man. I mean, you're the bearded lady. Happens. Your Happens. son's fucking, I don't know, waterhead. Merman. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, more a, a surge of patients uh, occurred during World War One. When lung damage caused by exp- uh, exposure to chemical weapons increased the chances of contracting TB. Baseball great Christy Matthews, Matthewson, uh, came down with TB after serving in the war and died of the illness in Saranac Lake in 1925. Mm. And Christy, Christy Matthewson was actually a really good baseball player. He was uh, like... I don't know. He was right up there, actually, with Ty Cobb and all of them. Except Ty Cobb was, like, An kind asshole. of a piece of shit, too. Well, yeah. I mean, he could play baseball like a motherfucker. Just total piece of shit. I mean, he was considered as the elite as Honus Wagner, Ty Cobb. Right. You know, all of them of the time. Yeah, he, I, he was, like, the man. Can I jump in super quick? Yeah. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, I'm going to correct myself. Wrote Treasure Island, uh, Doctor, uh, the Strange Case of Doctor uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, um, and the New Arabian Nights. Actually, oh, so yeah, he uh, he wrote some shit. See, I knew that. See, no, you didn't though. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> All right, fine. I didn't know it. You God. just like you literally just admitted it. You're like, yeah, I know authors. I just don't know books. I can't read. That's right. <laughs> Unless it has something with history. Unless there's pictures in it, I can't read it. You got it. <laughs> My eyes are stupid. Yes, very stupid. They're dyslexic. Um, so with the development of effective antibiotic in 1944, the Saranac Lakes days as world-renowned treatment center for TB ended. Uh, many of the cure cottages, revert, cottages reverted to their original use as single-family homes and were converted into apartment houses. Uh, so many, if not most, of them still exist, and more than 230 structures have been added to the National Register of Historical Places. And he actually has his own cottage named after him there. I just saw that. Mm-hmm. It is 
uh, I believe it's a museum, if I remember correctly from what I just saw. Yeah. Um, it's like a museum they dedicated to him. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of close to us, too. It's really... Yeah, Saranac Lake's like, uh, I don't know, five hours from here? Something like that? Uh, I don't think it's even that. I mean, it's a decent car ride, but yeah. I think it's like maybe two at the most. Oh, so <laughs> Robert Louis Stevenson, here's, here's a real fucking interesting one. Born November 13th, 1850 in Edinburgh, Scotland. Edinburgh. Cool, sure. Died December 3rd, 1894 in fucking Samoa. You don't get much further apart than those two. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's pretty far away. That's it. That's very far away. It's yeah. a very different climate, too. Mm-hmm. You know. So, next one is the Thomas Reed UFO Monument Park in Sheffield, Massachusetts. Some might know this one. So, 1969, Thomas Reed's first bizarre uh, encounter happened. Um, not only did he and his family encounter a UFO that night, witnesses in four surrounding towns reported seeing it. Those witnesses, though, did not have a close encounter as Reed's family. Um, according to Reed, after cro- he was this all happened on a bridge. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. According to Reed, after crossing the bridge, he and his mother, grandmother, and brother saw a bright light rise out of the water of the House Housatonic River. Housatonic. Yeah. Um, they were taken mysteriously from the their car to what appeared to be an airplane hangar, where they saw creatures that resembled large insects. He was separated from his mother and grandmother, and taken to a strange room though he could not hear them calling for him. Then, as suddenly as they were all as that, they were all back in the car. Forty people reported strange lights and a saucer-like object in the sky at a local radio station that night. When Reed took a polygraph test, he was found to be 99.1% truthful. Which is bullshit, because those can be faked. Yeah, and they're not like admissible in court anymore. I mean, no. yes, sure, that's awesome, but... Eh, but at I the mean, same time, it's it's yeah, it's a fallacy to be like, oh, it's a truth detector. No, it's not. It's a very very easily confused electronic device. Well, the this was good enough for the Barrington Historical Society because they voted six to three to recognize the encounter as a quote historically significant and true. That's fine. Encounter. Absolutely. Uh, it was the first time a UFO encounter had. Uh, has of this kind reckon, uh, been recognized. A 5,000-pound granite monument with a plaque commemorating, quote, our, our nation's first off-world-slash-UFO incident was placed near the covered bridge where the encounter took place. What year did this take place? Uh, 1969. No, 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 no. That's not true then. Because Betty and Barney Hill were before that. Well, it was this was the first recognized. <sighs> Betty and Barney Hill probably weren't. Yeah, which is ridiculous, and it's only because of who he was essentially. Mm-hmm. Black man, white woman. I mean, don't don't get it don't don't get it confused because, I mean, if you ever watch the movie, it's fucking James Earl Jones. I know. So yeah, I mean, I mean, 
uh, you know, it's it's just it's sad at the time, you know. It was more accepted up here, you know, but still. Oh, okay. Was... So I'm trying to find some pictures of this monument. Some fucking shithead like vandalized it, like spray painted a big X through it at one point in time. This is why I fucking hate other humans. Like they suck. You yeah, just leave well, shit alone. This in 2019, actually, the monument was removed from the site. Yeah, they looks like they moved the, it right by the town of Sheffield after squabblings between Reed and the town's uh, select board over the uh, legality of the monument. Reed is currently he's currently pursuing legal options. What do you mean yeah. the legality of the monument? I don't. It's know. like the fucking state put it there, did they not? Yeah. Like, um, cars aren't allowed to drive over the bridge anymore. Understandable. I mean, yeah. it's a little small, dinky. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's like an old a covered one, bridge. I couldn't tell if it was like a one or two lane bridge. Oh, it's 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 for sure a single lane covered bridge. Yeah, it's not very big at all. Um, I can understand why they wouldn't want cars driving across it. But I mean, kind of interesting, you know, to have, you know, I mean, nineteen sixty nine. Not too many uh, UFO things going on. I mean, there were before. I mean, there were some instances actually, like way before this. Yeah, you know, before Roswell. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there was uh, there was one in uh, Puget Sound in the. Mm-hmm. I want to say the late thirties. Uh, it was actually like uh, the early forties somewhere a in there. Year or no, it was actually a year or two before um, Roswell. So it would have been like nineteen forty-five. Something. Same like Roswell was 47. Something like that. It was like 40, 45 or 46. Uh, so, next one is Eunice Goody Cole Memorial. This is, uh, she was a reportedly eccentric, unpleasant resident of Hampton, New Hampshire. Cole's fellow townsfolk accused of her of everything from killing their livestock, taking the form of animals, and communicating with the devil. Starting in 1656, Cole could be tried for, uh, would be tried for witchcraft three times. She was whipped, imprisoned for years on end, and stripped of her citizenship. However, Cole was not ever executed at all. Instead, she was eventually released from prison into the care of Hampton residents who brought her food and helped her with her uh, daily tasks, which they did begrudgingly, since truly believe they truly believed in her association with the devil. Uh, but you know they couldn't prove it. Yeah, I mean, uh, realistically, if she had made it another uh, twelve years, they'd have hung her ass in Salem. Like they would have brought her there. I'm like, oh, oh, you're well, a witch too? It well, was all I mean, part of Massachusetts at that point. Well, technically, I, th- uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if it's that far up what it was. I think New Hampshire had their own no, I'm... charter. So, in 1680, it was reported that Cole died, having reached her 80s. Which, in 1680... That's pretty fucking old. Reaching your 80s, yeah, that is. Yeah. That's... I it's mean, impressive. Not too done many some pe- shit. Not too many people during that period got to their 80s. Yeah. Just because of, well, the times being like, you know, the environment. Yep. Uh, nutrition. Work, nutrition, yeah. yeah nutrition, uh, work ethic, because 
people were just you know worked so you know worked every single day so hard. You had to, or else you're gonna fucking die. I mean, well, um, no, I mean it's yeah, because you have to work for your to, for your food, right? I mean, unless you lived in a city, but here in 1656, 58, 60, whatever, there really wasn't. I mean, much in the way of cities. I mean, Boston really was and that wasn't big nearly city. as big as it as what we consider it now um boston was the big city then you had some down south further uh like in virginia charleston south carolina was yeah. huge yeah but boston wasn't like um nearly hell, as big as what we think of it now new york city but that was called new amsterdam yep at the time because that was owned by the dutch fucking dutch um but other than that, not really many big places. No, you know, in the in the area. Uh, so I mean, most likely you were, you know, you were fending for yourself, right. care, you know, getting your own milk and and you know, slaughtering your own uh, pigs and goats and sheep and all that good stuff. Any livestock that you you know you want to eat or. And getting clutching your own eggs, plowing your own fields. Yeah, I mean stuff we don't do. Most people don't do. Today. No, you had to do your shit yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> some accounts state that her body was buried on her property, while uh, some say her corpse was thrown into a shallow grave. Uh, local lore has it that those who buried her drove a stake through her heart. Attaching a horseshoe to the prevent any further wrongdoings uh, from her post mortem. In any case, her body has never been recovered. Uh, John Greenleaf uh, Whittier, the poet famous for as an author of the poem Snowbound, uh, took uh, Goody Cole took the Goody Cole legend and expanded it using her as a cause of. A very uh, real shipwreck off of Hampton's coast in the poem "The Wreck of the Rivermouth," um, and he also used her in another poem called "The Channeling." In 1938, in an effort to drum up some attention, a group in Hampton for those wrongfully accused, or who wrongfully accused Goody Cole of being a witch. Uh, took upon themselves to reinstate Cole's citizenship. I didn't actually notice. Uh, didn't really actually say before that she didn't. She wasn't. Oh, they did strip her of her citizenship. Yeah, they Duh. basically exiled her. I did read that. Yeah. And I fucking didn't remember it. <laughs> Good job, man. <laughs> oh, you wow, and, you and that stupid fucking brain. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> didn't have pictures, asshole. I know. Uh... <laughs> So copies of Cole's court record were symbolically burnt at the ceremony. The ashes of the documents were to be buried beneath the planned memorial stone for for Mrs. Cole, Miss Cole. But one of the area's worst hurricanes hit, which uh yeah. Yeah, wow, that would fuck up plans having a hurricane hit. Yeah, just a little. I mean, you know, being in a coastal town. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal. No, not um, really. No, not nah. even a little. No. 
So over the next few years, rumors of sightings of a ghostly old woman um, just were rabid through the town. Then in 1963, Harold uh, Fernald, a Hampton resident teacher and part-time police officer, took it upon himself to erect a stone on the supposed location of Cole's property. The stone is sculpted, unmarked. It's, it's real weird looking. I'm going to yeah. post a picture of it. It's it's a bizarre looking rock. Yep. Uh, boulder that is on the historic town green. So it's kind of cool. It's it's really weird. It's it's hard to describe. It's almost like uh, I, it's like twisted, like a big plop of rock, and then it's like slightly twisted. Yeah, really weird looking. But yeah, like I said, I'll share a picture with uh, when we upload it to Facebook and Instagrams and all that fun stuff. Next one is Dungeon Rock in Lynn, Massachusetts. I said I wanted to go see this, but you know, I was like, eh. A little all the way. Yeah, everybody. Little. We we had things we wanted to do. I mean, we went. I mean, it through, wasn't too bad. We went way. through Lynn on the way there. Yeah, I mean, we could have went and seen this, but I was like, eh, I'm not going to push the issue. But in 1852, a man named Hiram Marble bought uh, this property. <laughs> That's fitting, considering it's a rock. <laughs> no, no, he bought the property where Dungeon Rock is located. That's what I'm saying. A man named after a rock bought the property with a fucking rock on it. Yes. Jesus. Get your head out of the gutter, you pig. (sighs) Listen, my head isn't in the gutter. (laughs) It should be. It's just up my ass because, you know, I didn't put two in the It's not a hat. Get it out of there. I know. Uh, (laughs) So he bought the property and erected a house in outbuildings, moved his wife and son onto the spot, and then excavated a new cave to find uh, this treasure. Okay. Sure. Now, Marble was a spirit to find a treasure, ah. which we will later find out why. Uh, Marble was a spiritualist and believed there he it was is. receiving directions f- to the treasure from the ghost of Thomas Vile himself. Ah. He, okay. He held seances to receive Dickens directions, which he and his son Edwin undertook with dynamite and tools. They dug until their deaths. Until their deaths, but never found the treasure. Today, the cave they dug still exists and features an iron door open for a few hours each day during the warmer seasons or upon request from the local park rangers. To get to it, just so you have to just follow some signs in the park if you want to actually go to it. Um, now, supposedly, the this cave... Was erect was built because this pirate uh, Thomas he he came in uh, on the shore dug dug out the the cave um, brought his stuff in and just you know stayed there and actually like died in the cave. Mm-hmm. Now apparently I guess it's kind of a little bit haunted by the ghost. A of- fucking ghost pirate. Yeah. yeah. That's the most Scooby-Doo shit of all time, and I want to do it. I know. I mean... Because if there's two things I like, it's holes in the ground and fucking pirates, dude. You know this. Uh, You know, kind of cool. So, the the cave is, you know, like any cave, it's dark, wet, cold, and you need a flashlight. Surprise! Ta-da! Not a Uh, lot of ambient light underground in a rock. No, no. There's thin wooden steps that lead to the cavern floor... 
which uh, then winds to erect 130, 130 feet into the rock before becoming too small to stand up and ending in a small pool of stagnant water. Don't drink it. No, no. Yeah. There are some remnants of Marble's buildings, uh, his house and stuff that still exist around the rock, including a couple cellar holes and a fragment of a wall. Um, he is actually buried in uh, in at Bay Pass Cemetery in uh, Charlton, Massachusetts. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which I don't remember. Did we pass that? I or? don't really know. Probably. I didn't. I don't remember seeing signs for it. I mean, maybe, maybe we did. I'm not sure. Uh, the next one. Actually, before we go to the next one, let's take a break. Okay, back. Hope you enjoyed that break. I didn't. I know you didn't. Um, you, never, you never enjoy anything. By the way, I don't think we did pass Charlton. Because uh, we came down through Nashua and kind of like stuck right along the coast. Because Charlton is west, southwest of Boston. It's actually closer to Springfield and Worcester. Uh, so it's kind of like out in the center, like south central part of Massachusetts. So we missed that part. Okay. But huh. you probably had, it probably had like a family plot there or something. They just yeah. you know, wheeled his ass back. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there. Me either. I definitely didn't dig his grave. I did not do do that either. No, no, no. Just a few years before I was born. Yeah, a couple. Just a few. you were a twinkle. I was possibly. I mean, do I want to go find a fucking pirate ghost and try to get some treasure? <sighs> yes, I goddamn do. I mean, listen. If we didn't have so much, you know, that we were like, "Hey, let's go do this" or "Let's go try to find this," I was gonna be like, "Hey, let's go find a fucking ghost." Because listen, if I find pirate treasure, there's only one thing left to do with it: become an actual pirate. Mm. But, I don't know, maybe we might not have been able to actually get in there because... Ah. Bolt cutters are cheap, my friend. Uh, That's true. Yeah, but then we have to deal with, you know, the law and... I got all kinds of treasure I just found. All right. Fuck it. Well, hopefully the treasure's still there. (laughs) Also, still going to become a pirate. So then then the only other thing I got to do is build a ship Mm -hmm. and build cannons where I can fire cans of Bud Light at people. Mm. Not in an aggressive way, but like you're just like out in the harbor and you're like... Hey, you look thirsty. Boom. Beer cannon. No. Fucking party. No, I do it aggressively. Okay. Well, that's what we have the actual cannons for. True. And the, you know, the mounted machine guns. Or we just steal that ship we saw. Duh. <laughs> we can yeah. use that one. Yeah, because that that would work. Wouldn't even have to steal it, dude. You just go up there with a bunch of fucking Spanish gold, and you're like, listen, historical society, I'm going to trade you one for one. Here's a whole shitload of gold, but you get mm-hmm. half of it. And I'm taking that fucking ship, and I want the flag off the building. Mm-hmm. Let's party. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Because then we use the rest of the gold to, like, get class three firearm licenses. And then we just get a bunch of, like, MG42s from a collector and just, like, you know, mm. fore and aft, sure. stern and starboard, and, like. All that good stuff. Where are we going? Fucking, I don't know. Let's go teach these fucking Somali pirates a thing or two about being actual pirates. <laughs> We're out here just shit-fucked on rum and just shooting at people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking party. Right. I know some people that'd be down to get on that boat with us, too. I mean, honestly, <laughs> uh, I, I'd do it. My uh, wife would be like, no, fuck you, you guys are dumb. And I'd be like, well, I got sea wenches. <laughs> so. Uh, all right. So. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next 
one on the li- on the list of this little fast fantastic road trip is the is Carolina Cutter Headstone in Milford, Massachusetts. Uh, it's a gravestone that, as they said, just won't shut up. Uh, it belongs to one Caroline Cutter who died in the mid eighteen hundreds. Now, this is a little simple white and rectangular stone, and it has one hundred fifty words on it. Jesus, she obviously didn't okay. have to pay by the word for her tombstone. No. Uh, it was done courtesy of her husband. Dr. Calvin Cutter. Okay. The gravestone reads this. Caroline H., wife of Calvin Cutter, M.D., murdered by the Baptist ministry and the Baptist churches as follows. fuck? September 28th, 1838, age 33. She was accused of lying in church, meeting by Reverend D.D. Pratt, and Deacon Albert Adams was condemned by the church unheard. She was reduced to poverty by Deacon William Wallace. Oh, William. Jesus. Don't bring him into this. Oh, okay. He is a goddamn hero, sir. All right, all right. Uh, he fucked them British up. <laughs> you leave him out of this. Okay, fine. Them's my people. All right, my people too. I'm offended. I'm uh, triggered. I knew you were. You want to say for him? Only if there's crayons, puppies, and, uh... No. Fuck. No. Damn. We have crayons, but no puppies. No. Will you take that? I guess so. Okay. It continues on. When an expert council was asked of the Milford Baptist Church by the advice of their uh, committee, George Raymond, Calvin Averill, and Andrew Hutchinson... They voted not to receive any communication on the subject. The Reverend Mark Carpenter said he... <coughs> the, let's start it again. I was hoping it was the Reverend John Carpenter. No. And his xylophone. No, definitely not. The Reverend Mark Carpenter. Yes, that's actually fucking cool. I'm it sorry. Is. He I came not... up with that on his fucking kid's xylophone trying to put him to sleep one night. And he's like, hey, you know what would be great if I made a movie with a fucking weird giant monster murderer in it? Yeah. Good night, son. But then he was like, yeah, okay, I like that for two movies because we have to continue it. Yeah. To the second one because he actually didn't die in the first one. So we'll continue to the second one. And then we're going to make another movie because, hey, I don't want to have all of them be the same because it's just Halloween and, you know, let's have some weird shit. Because technically Michael Myers is only supposed to be in the first one because Halloween was supposed to be a series that was going to come out every year with a different story. Well, so Michael he, Myers was going to be like the first one as a serial killer, and then it was going to be something different, and then it was going to go to the season of the witch. But because the first one was so popular, he's like, I guess I'll just do fucking two with this giant uh, William Shatner-looking motherfucker killing people. Yeah, but he did two. They were both successful. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, okay, well, now... I want to go back to how my series was supposed to be. Yeah, I'm going to do the season of the witch, which then flopped on its fucking face. <sighs> it's because people didn't... They didn't want. If he had called it something other than Halloween, it would have been fucking great. I still like it. I bet if he just called it the season of the witch. Right. I like it. I think it was. I think it's good. You just have to take it out of context of Halloween. I I really didn't like it. I mean. Okay. Let me put it this way. It's better than the one where there's a fucking cult 
that is like following Michael Myers because he's some fucking Celtic super being deity. That one was fucking dumb. What are you talking about? Yeah, dude. You, oh, come on. That was like five or six. Where they're like, oh, yeah, no, like Return he's... Return of Michael Myers? I don't remember. They're like, oh, no, he's not actually a person. It's he's, actu- no, it's, it's He's the actual- spirit of some fucking... There's, let's see, so it would be, it's one, two, three, so four, five. It's actually the sixth one um, where his, his, it's where um, his niece, who uh, is actually an adult, gives birth. They release him from fucking, you know, his little holding cell to go kill her and... Uh, he actually kills, ends up killing her, thinks he's going to get the baby, but doesn't, and then, you know, goes from there. It's actually the last one that Dr. Loomis is in. Did you know that one? Yeah, it was a Curse of Michael Myers. Yes, Curse. And it was fucking awful. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, come on now. You're just defending it. <laughs> no shit. You're just defending it because it's a fucking Halloween, it's a, it's a Michael Myers movie. He's my spirit animal. I don't care. It was fucking terrible. I don't care. Ugh, it was dog shit. It wasn't... Okay, first off, A, it wasn't... I didn't care for... I will say, didn't care for what's-his-fuck that... Um, that was, uh, I don't know, the, the kid, the young boy that was in, like, the... Was it number four and five? Oh, I know. I can't... Tommy. You know, he's kind of a little bit whiny and everything else. It was the Thorn Cult, by the way, is the one I just found it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. Um, It is what it is. I mean, they fucking, he ended up killing him. Yeah, but it was still dumb. It was terrible. Because you know why? You can't control a fucking maniac. He's still bad. I still say. I mean, it's like trying to pick your favorite fucking Friday the 13th movie after the first three. Mm. They're all bad after that. Sorry. I actually think they're bad after the first two. I'll give him the first three. Because, uh, like, when he went to New York City, was fucking the stupidest shit. Well, yeah. And then he went to Hell, which was even stupider. And then he went to Space, which is even more stupider-ist. But Freddy versus Jason? No, that <laughs> was good. Freddy versus Jason was pretty good. It's though. because fucking Freddy Krueger was in it. That's true. Okay. I, I love that. He was like... I love. <laughs> <laughs> I love that end part where fucking Jason like thinks he's like having some kind of dream where like he's in his own reality. Mama. But, but then all of a sudden he's like, Jason's like, a Freddy's like, haha, bitch. Fuck Boof. you, turkey. <laughs> like literally Freddy Krueger is the best 80s slasher movie character. Because he was fucking funny. Actually, Chucky was pretty funny, too. I had a lot of really good one-liners. I didn't really like Chucky that much. I I went back and watched a few of them, and I was like, dude, he's fucking funny as shit. Okay, well... I get it. What was your favorite uh, Friday the 13th? Not Friday the 13th. I'm sorry. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Probably the first two. The first two? I still like... I liked all of them, but the first two, I think, were the best. The first... Oh, I see. Let's see. The first one... I think was actually my second horror movie I ever saw. Yeah, it was the second one because I saw Friday the 13th. No, I saw Halloween. My brother showed me Halloween because he was like fucking 
you know. He's a fucking sadist. Yeah, Michael Myers. <laughs> he's like, Michael Myers is the fucking man. Anyway, back from our fucking journey. Yeah, uh, that was a fucking, that was So the, the Reverend Mark Carpenter, he said, quote, we've got Cutter down and it's best to keep him down. The intentional and malicious destruction of her character and happiness as above described destroyed her life. Her last words upon the subject were, quote, tell the truth and the inequity will come out. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. I wonder if he paid by the fucking he, like, I fucking hope so because that's a, that's a wordy one. That's a lot. That's a lot of words. Especially for the 1800s. I mean, shit. Especially for a fucking tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're lucky now if you get your name, like, even your full name, when you were born and when you died. And maybe, like, a little, like, he was an all right guy or something at the bottom. (laughs) I I really hope mine's just, like, he wasn't that much of a piece of shit. (laughs) You know? Yeah. He was okay. I mean. I mean. He he was all he was all right. Chaotic neutral at worst. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. So the cutters, as explained, they were kicked out of the church, um, and all, it's all because Calvin uh, was bullying bullying members into funding the construction of another church in town that he had pushed to be built. That's a dick move. And had so far himself funded only. His own empty promises. Uh, Caroline apparently took the expulsion pretty hard, and you know she, she died because she could not be without her church. Oh, because so. the way the gravestone makes it sound is like she went to church one day, and a bunch of the church guys were like, "Hey, let's get this bitch," and they like held her down and beat her to death with a fucking, you know, psalms or something like that. That's pro- as you know, that's exactly what happened. Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> she died of the melancholy. Ah, she yeah. she died of the book of Abraham. No, she had melancholy. They didn't hit her with a book. All right, as being facetious, facetious, facetious. Yeah. Uh huh. So the next one is the grave of X Y Z. Okay. Deep River, Connecticut, and it literally just the gravestone just has X Y Z on it. That's it. Oh, that's so. That was a quick one. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so the is behind this whole story, this whole story of the grave of X Y Z, is a group of uh, four bank robbers who set out set their sights on the Deep River Savings Bank a year before they arrived. That uh, on a cold December night, once the shooting was over, the number was down to only three. The lead man caught trying to pry open one of the bank's tall windows was shot and killed. Good. <laughs> Sorry, I got I, I got like very little sympathy for bank like bank robbers. Yeah, I mean some of them like John Dillinger was possibly an actual superhero though. Maybe, but some of the, most of these guys are just like pieces of shit. Yeah, like because Dillinger wasn't there to take everybody's money. He wanted the bank's money. Cause fuck the bank. He wasn't going to take people's wallets and shit on the way out. No. These motherfuckers, I don't know. So the body, so the body, was never claimed by family or friends. The town buried him in the Fountain Hill Cemetery, where his small block of a headstone sits in a remote corner. 
It's marked only with initials XYZ. It was the winter of 1889, 1899, and the bank had been tipped off a year before Fuck. to this possible robbery. Um, they were ready with a hired with hired guard with a hired guard, a local na- man named Henry Tyler, who was vigilant and a good with a gun. Henry Tyler didn't take no shit from nobody. And it's actually not Henry. I'm sorry, it's Harry because Harry Tyler didn't take shit from nobody. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what's kind of cool is like I've got a picture pulled up of it. It's like a little like granite stone, and like you said, it just says uh, says X Y Z on it, mm-hmm. and people will put ch- like pocket change on there and shotgun shells. Because I'm guessing he probably got his fucking guts opened with a 12 gauge, probably, or actually at that point in time, probably an 8 gauge, mm. which fuck ouch even worse. Yeah. Oh. Uh. So. On December thirteenth of eighteen ninety nine, the four showed up. Including one deep-eyed criminal. That deep-eyed w- criminal. Yes. So they said they called him. Huh. Okay. That's what the paper called him. Uh, with his long black mustache. This is the guy that got killed. Okay. Okay. After Tyler's one shot, the other three scattered, well, never to be caught. You just watched your boy get fucking blown away. Yeah. Probably a good idea to fucking run. Yep. Homeboy just got his head caved in. Like, go. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> so, shortly after the gentleman was buried uh, in a plot that was donated uh, near the railroad tracks, Tyler received a letter that was, you know, from an anonymous source, but it was in a woman's handwriting. And she asked that the grave be marked only with the letters XYZ. And the cemetery complied, first with a simple engraved cross and eventually with a small stone. The mystery of XYZ grew over time, kept alive by the yearly sightings of a woman in black who arrived at Deep River Landing every December. Hmm. Without a word, um, while we're spoken, it said that she would walk the tracks from the tiny station to the cemetery only a mile or so away visit the grave and then leave a small flower for 40 years people claimed to see her the legend of xyz is well known in the small connecticut town and most claim that the bank robber's name has always been a mystery but a look back at the newspaper coverage did finally identify him a professional criminal named frank howard who went by several other names over the course of his career. But the one name that stuck was only the three letters. Right. So that's kind of cool. So I bet she probably still haunts the area. She probably, you probably might be able to see her still coming back and Maybe, forth. Maybe, yeah. You know? I mean, you know, it's, that's what happens. Uh, the next one is Witch Rock. In Witch Rock? Which rock? No, no, no. Which rock? That one. Oh, okay. In Manchester. No, I'm sorry. Rochester, New Hampshire. Massachusetts. Rock. Jesus Christ! Get your states. I almost said straight. Ro- Rochester, Vermont. Fucking Rochester, Canada. Maybe. Rochester, Mexico. I don't know. Could Rochester, be. Argentina. I'm not sure on that one though. I know there was a lot of Germans in Argentina, and that Rochester sounds vaguely German. Uh, it could be. Okay. Might be Hungarian. I'm not sure. Not likely. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so Witch Rock, 
Uh, it begins with Native Americans shutting the area due to evil spirits and then switches gears to European settlers who were terrified of it, but had, mo- had, had a much more codified spiritual frag- uh, framework from which to their name is Spooky. In contemporary times, somebody just painted the silhouette of a broomstick sh- straddling witch on it. So, which, you know, was riding a broomstick that was painted on it. You know, kind of fucking gave it some scary little thing to go by. For sure. I actually just saw that picture. It's kind of cool. So, I mean, it's not really... It's it's a big, huge boulder. It stands 12 feet tall and about 15 feet wide. And a large tree... Like grows, it's just right up, grows right beside the whole the rock. I mean, I guess you know when different folklore, you know, about a haunted, you know, or I'm not haunted. What am I looking for? Um, cursed land, cursed rock, right? You know, it comes about. I mean, hell, I think uh, actually while we were in Boston. Or not in Boston. We were in Salem. I was reading on here. I think it was on here. Or maybe it was something else on uh, Atlas Obscura that they were talking about. Uh, um, what was it? It was a rock that a woman had. A woman and someone else, some other people, had actually been kidnapped by some natives. And they like spent like a year, I think it was away from um you know everybody else in the colony and I guess through some kind of uh, uh what the fuck was it negotiations or something like that with the chief they actually came back to the this same rock where they had actually been taken from and she uh they um what was it? They did some kind of negotiating and everything else, and the whole negotiation is actually etched on the rock itself. That's pretty cool. Yeah, kind of cool. I, uh, so the next one is the grave of Sevilla Jones, <laughs> Selva, Selva Jones in New Boston, New Hampshire, on uh, January thirteenth, eighteen fifty four. A 17-year-old Selva Jones was walking to school with her young brother when she was stopped by Henry Sargent. Sargent had been courting Jones, but had fallen out of favor with her, um, with her mother, which ended their courtship. Because, well, in 1854, if mommy and daddy don't like you, you ain't getting married. And your courtship, because they courted for, like, ever in had chaperoned walks and all that good stuff because you right. couldn't be out of sight of, you know, if you're a a, a couple. Yeah, because I mean, uh, we all know what teenagers are going to do. They go fuck in the woods. You know that. I've not from experience. I mean, yeah. you know, but I know, and you you know. As a teenager who wanted to go fuck in the woods, yes. I know what I'm talking about. Yes. I never did, but yes. I wanted to, for sure. Anyway. Uh, so it appears that uh, Sergeant started harassing her, and this didn't work either. He paid 
uh, for her grave to be dug and purchased two guns. On the fateful morning, she he shot uh, Sevilla four times and then shot himself once. And according to the story, the doctor was so upset by Sergeant's actions that he refused. He fucking shot himself too. No. Oh. He refused to treat and let the man die from his wounds. So in an unusual move, the girl's family chose to call out Sergeant for his act on her gravestone. And the gravestone reads, Daughter of George and Sarah Jones, murdered in big capital letters by Henry N. Sargent, January 13th, 1854, age 17 and nine months. Thus fell this lovely blooming daughter by the revengeful hand, a malicious Henry, when on her way to school, he met her and with a six self-cocked pistol shot her. Henry Sargent is also buried in New Boston Cemetery, just a few hundred feet away from Sevilla. That's kind of There's fucked Sevilla. up. At that point, I'd be like, no, I don't think we're going to bury him that close to the my daughter that he killed. No, but... no, no. Well, no, he was buried that close. So they basically wanted to point out that, hey, um, you know, she's here, but he's over there. That peckerhead. So basically, go piss on his grave. Oh, okay. Kind of like what you wanted to do with... uh, I never once said I was going to piss on his grave. I said I'd spit on it. All right. Albert DeSalvo's grave, yeah. I think you were going to pee on it. I didn't have to piss that bad. Then I went near the the fucking fountains, Mm -hmm. and the the water running made me have to piss, and then Mm -hmm. it smelled like piss, so that strangely also made me have to piss more, Uh which is real weird, but... No, I just I pissed in the speedway. <laughs> all right, all right. Because uh, I'm not an animal. All right, so the next one is Josie Langmaid Monument in Suncook, New Hampshire. On October 4th, 1875, in the town of Pembroke, New Hampshire, 17-year-old Josie Langmaid, Langmaid went missing. After she didn't show up for school, search parties were organized, and within 24 hours she was found. In two pieces. Oh, shit. Someone had attacked and abused her on her way to school and severed her head from her body. About a week later, a woodcutter named Joseph LaPage. uh, Joseph LaPage. He's a frog. Was arrested, tried, and found guilty of her murder. He was hanged on March 15th, 1878 in the state capital of Concord. Um... Back in Pembroke, Josie was laid to rest in a grave on what is now Pinewood Road. However, a small, simple funeral and interment wasn't enough closure for the town. They erected a somewhat grisly obelisk near the spot where her body was found, located on Academy Road. You said this, this shithead's name was Joseph LePage? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, the the... the Monument is a 15-foot-tall marker uh, with a eulogy to Josie on it. It even gives directions to the place or two places where her head and body were found. Yikes. To this day, at least one of the two spots is still marked with a short granite uh, post some distance in the forest behind the monument. Kind of 
interesting that they took this so to heart that they actually fucking marked it. Yeah, I mean... I mean, that's kind of... When you lose somebody that young to something that fucking gruesome. Yeah, but, I mean, we've had a ton of places like that that have had that, but they didn't, you know, take it that much. I don't know what to say. I mean... I mean... It's a small town, and they wanted to commemorate where this girl died because some piece of shit was being a piece of shit. Well, the previous girl that was 17, she didn't, you know... Get a whole, you know, statue. And Which one? The one I, the one I just read that they well, had, to, you know. I mean, maybe par- she par- was an asshole. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Maybe the town's like, no, fuck her. I'm glad she's dead. Maybe this girl's like super nice. Who knows? I don't know. So the next one is in Sands Point, New York. It's called Execution Rocks Lighthouse. It's in the middle of Long Island Sound. It's uh, between... It's somewhere... It's between, like, New Rochelle and Port Washington. It's a lighthouse built in 1850s. Uh, The tiny rock island on which it was constructed was known as Execution Rocks. The legend has it that during the occupation of the island during the Revolutionary War, British redcoats would chain colonial prisoners to the rocks and execute them by allowing the doomed souls to drown in high tide. Those fucking bastards. Then, in the 1920s, serial killer Carl Panzeram... Ha! Future can, fucking episode yes, topic! ...who confessed to killing sailors that he lured out of bars said that he dumped their bodies at the island. Some of the visitors still report unusual sounds and apparitions and footsteps, uh, ghostly reminders of the island's troubled past. I would fucking hate it. That would have sucked. If they actually did that, that would have sucked. Oh, be... no shit. I mean, I, I've heard of, you know, others doing something like that. You know, basically letting them. I mean, drowning is already a terrifying way to die. But then when you have to be chained to the ground and you can feel the tide coming in a mm-hmm. little at a time, and then before you know it, it's up over your waist, yeah. then it's up mm-hmm. to your chest, then it's slapping you in the chin, yeah. and then it's over your head, then it's back out, then it's over your head, and it mm-hmm. stays. Yeah. And you're yes. like, fuck. This is bad now. <laughs> yeah, and you're Before it was just super uncomfortable. Now shit just got real bad. And, and you, you're pretty I'm much a drown. Start, you're, well, you're gonna drown because you're probably taking in gulps of seawater. Yeah, but you're also like under fucking water. Yeah, like, yeah, that's how you drown. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no, you fucking taking in gulps of seawater because you're trying to breathe, but fucking water's hitting you because it's coming in from the tide. It's hitting you in the face, and you're trying to breathe. Right, and, but if you can you feel know. it as it like hits your body, you can kind of <gasps> quick. But if you can't, because if you, there's one after another, depending on. You know, shit out there. I mean, you know, kind of. Anyway. Yeah, drowning sucks. Yeah. Let's not do it. So these That's last. Why swimming shouldn't be an Olympic event. It's a survival skill. It's not a sport. So the last two are kind of really, cl- are actually not kind of. They are close to us. Almost like they're in our backyards. Let's put it like that. The first one is Bloody Pond in Lake George, New York. 
On the evening of September 8, 1755, Nathaniel Folsom's company of New Hampshire Provincial Regiment and the New York Provincials under Captain McGinnis discovered Native American and Canadian troops in the region and the resulting fight took the lives of about 200 to 300 men. Their bodies were rolled into the pond, staining the water a deep red and forever branding it the name of Bloody Pond. Yeah. I want to find this fucking place. I've got a picture of it. It looks like super scuzzy on the top, like uh, like Beaver Pond and Proctor almost. I almost where it's won- like you 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 can look at a picture and go, oh man, that water smells bad. I almost wonder if it's one the one of the ones as you just come into Lake George. I don't know, dude. Like, there's a sign for it, and it is super fucking bland. It's just like a like a rectangular sign with well, like they a all point. are. And it's just like a blue sign with a white outline. It just says Bloody Pond, 1755. They all are. <laughs> They're all like bland like that. Most of them in New York, you know, and in that area are not really like too descriptive. I mean, kind of, you know. But I bet you that's haunted as shit. I don't know. We'd I have mean, to go find out. Yeah. So this last one, we have actually been to. Oh, yeah? Yes. We have been here. We have taken pictures and everything of this of this place. It's the grave of Timothy Clark Smith. Yeah, buddy. In New Haven, Vermont. He was a 19th century doctor who suffered from... Uh, I'm going to fucking murder this one, but... Tepphobia? Which is the fear, fear of, of being, being buried, buried alive. alive. He designed and rigged his own tomb in an attempt to prevent his nightmare from of undesirable outcome. He didn't want to be buried alive. No, fuck that. He installed a set of stairs underneath a large square capstone beside his burial mound. And it is said to have been buried with a bell in his hand. Yep. And a breathing tube. Yep. He installed a window and in, at the surface of the grave, six feet above him, and and centered squarely on his face, so that people could check on him, to ensure them that a mistake wasn't made. He died in 1893, and to all accounts, it went smoothly. See, the stairs have now the stairs aren't there anymore. They actually been. I think it was. Either they're... They're capped off. They're capped off or buried. I think they're capped off. Yeah, I've got a picture of it right here. Um, And what is it? Yeah, so that you can... You can't really see... Because it's, you know, so... I don't know. There's so much condensation, condensation between the... Condensation yeah. and everything else on the... And... um The, the window that you can't actually And grossly see. enough, a lot of it is on the inside of it, too, from the ground and a... Yeah. Let's... You know, realistically a corpse rotting yeah. releases gas and stuff. Um, but that whole fear and being buried with a bell, at least tied to your hand was, was pretty fucking common back then. Well, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, cause they're like, you, you didn't have top of the line medical care. <laughs> so you could very easily just ha- like follow into a coma and they're like, yeah, he's dead. And uh, they just chuck your ass in the ground, and then you wake up a couple days later, and you're like, "Hey, the fuck? Yeah, so I they, can't move." You know, I think that I've, I've read accounts of people that have had that happen, and they actually, you know, they ring the bell and they wake them up, or sometimes they ring the bell and they end up just dying. Yeah, because well, you know they don't 
no one ever hears it. Right. Well, that's also where the term graveyard shift came from. Yeah. Was people that would sit in the cemeteries overnight and listen for these fucking bells. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that shit? Just like out walking your route through the cemetery and all of a sudden here. No, but I think like, some fuck of, that shit. Mm-mm. I think some of them actually came from uh, the, the people were actually dead. But I think it was like uh, expansion or whatever it was that actually caused the the dinging. As you, as the corpse rots, like stuff moves. Yeah, and like your fingers will tighten up, and it'll pull that bell. Or I mean, also realistically, the wind could come up mm. and jingle it. But uh, yeah, it's 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 as your body decomposes, things move, and like a finger would eventually drop down and ring the bell. Yeah. But still, I I would shit every single pair of pants that I owned, and run home and cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean that's kind of fucked up. I mean, but I think we can. Uh, I th- I think I have some pictures. I had some. I had them on my old phone. I can't find them. But yeah, I think I have some pictures that I can actually share of. Of, uh, of this cemetery because kind of freaking cool. I mean, it's if like, you're in Vermont, it's not hard to find. It's like, it's right on the main drag through, uh, what is it? Uh, New Haven. New Haven, yeah. it's. I mean, it's, it's super easy to find. You go up off of Route 7 into New Haven and it's out on one of the little side roads there, but not hard to find at all. The other strange one I didn't actually, I was like, ah, fuck it, I, wanna, I don't want to. Oh, that put, fucking mummy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there actually is a, a mummy in Middlebury, Vermont. Yeah, in the Middlebury, uh, one of the cemeteries there. Yeah, that was a little bit harder to find. That was a that was straight up a bitch to find. Yes. Now the whole point of that one was somebody, a doctor or, or I don't know what the hell yeah. was he? Doctor dude or was, bought a fucking mummy. Was he a doctor or was he a? Uh, I think he was just a re- weird rich guy. No, I thought he was uh, like, uh, fuck, um, like a. Uh, a teacher or some shit he like that. He was something. He was fucking had, weird, though. Yeah, that he had been to Egypt or whatever, bought a mummy, and this fucking mummy was actually, like, somebody important and shit. And the guy died. They found it in his attic. <laughs> and they were... Yeah. This is all, like, on the on the stone and everything. Yeah. And... Or a plaque or something that was beside it. They then, in turn... Like, okay, well, hey... You know, we, we got to bury him. We can't just leave this fucking jerky person here. We got to get rid of it. Yeah, we got to we got to bury him. So what do they do? We'll give him a good Christian burial, you know, yeah. for an Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> Gave him a Christian burial. What? I'm like You guys are fucking nuts. Well, there there was another one. It's um I can't remember where the fuck it was. It was in Texas. It was back in like the late 1800s. There was a UFO that crashed. And they recovered a yeah. body from it, and they gave the fucking weird little alien thing a Christian burial too, which was it was eighteen something. Yeah, or it was whatever. like eighteen ninety something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was uh, like actually one of the f- first accounts of a um, a UFO crash. Yeah, he like he like fucked his UFO through a uh, a fucking windmill yep. and just like sunk it and <laughs> sunk it the fucking ground. Yeah, and they're like, oh shit, there's a person in here. And he they, looks weird. Yeah, they let's gave, bury him. I guess they gave him a, a Christian burial. Yeah, they had he had a stone, but then was it all because of uh, a lot of people kept people, going there, yeah. like trying to steal it, and they oh, just got rid of the stone. Yeah, because like somebody had dug it up, or yeah. were trying to, and they're like, okay, you know, basically, fuck quit being this. fucking assholes, leave him alone. Yeah, poor guy, just wanted to fucking poor die, fucking you know? alien, whatever. 
One live, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. No, you had to be assholes. That's true. So yeah, so I figured, hey, what the fuck? Why not give some like weird? That's some weird shit you can you find know. in New England. Yeah, some weird. And we didn't even creepy. touch fucking New England Stonehenge either. No, that's in I think Salem, New Hampshire. So as well, it's close to Salem, right New in Hampshire. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's another one that's like nobody fucking has an explanation for. No, because the Native Americans that were here weren't building shit out of stone like that. Yeah, there's so... there's actually places. Um, there's actually a place in Chester, Vermont, um, that has like a structure or something that's you know that shouldn't be here well hell in uh in the university that's close to us castle university they have um olgum writing which technically olgum should not be here at all we should not have any olgum writing at all in this state or any other state because that dates back like quite a long time ago, but we have some. Yeah, there's a there's a place in uh, Woodstock. It's called uh, it's a site called Calendar Two. Um, it dates back to around a thousand BC, and like you said, it has it has ogham carving on the site itself. The interior of the site is ten by twenty. And lines up with the sunrise with sunrises and the solstices, which was again not something that Native Americans here were doing. No. Um, in the early 1800s, oh, that's for next thing. Never mind. I mean, or or they were, you know, and we don't know it because, well, I mean, how how would we don't we don't they didn't write anything down. Well, they didn't write anything down, but there's been so much research done about Native American culture that you would kind of figure something like this, you know. You'd kind of you'd kind of figure it would have found something similar to this by now. Yeah. But the solstice was more associated with the harvest, mm-hmm. which a lot of Native Americans around here weren't doing because they weren't really farming. No, because they, they were, were hunter gather exactly. So why would they have? Why would they be worried about the harvest season? Exactly. They're not. They also weren't building shit out of stone. No. Not to that extent, at least. They weren't building settlements out of stone. Mm-hmm. So either. A, some people got here before they were supposed to have, which I believe is firmly hundred fucking percent. There's there's scientific proof that Europeans got here before fucking Christopher Columbus hit Cuba and fucking destroyed an entire culture there because he's a piece of shit. Um, which he never ever set foot in the United States. No, he hit Cuba. Why um, do we celebrate him? Because he's a piece of shit, and you're taught to worship him like a hero in history class when you should actually be looking more like Leif Erikson, who was one of most likely the first Europeans mm-hmm. that landed here. And for as much shit as the Vikings get, when they got here, they most likely didn't just slaughter everybody they met no. because they had a pretty strong trade system, which explains why you have places like, you know, uh, like Stockholm and mm-hmm. areas in Denmark where you're finding uh, f- fucking statues of Buddha and like all this other mm-hmm. shit that shouldn't be here because they had a trade system with other cultures. So they didn't just come over and fucking kill everybody. They were trading with them. That's also why they have found Viking artifacts in the United States and mm-hmm. Canada that shouldn't be here. Exactly. But they are. <laughs> well, thanks to uh, you know the Vikings, there's well, now Dublin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's that's uh, that's a big one. 
And like a huge example of like what the Vikings did with like their trade system. Have you ever heard of the uh, the uh, Wolf Barrett swords? Yeah. Okay. So the only type of metallurgy that they found in these swords that existed at that time in history was in fucking Persia. Mm-hmm. So either they had a guy. <laughs> they done learned that it. figured out how to do this shit, or. They had a guy that, when they got into that area, was like, I'm going to hang out here with these strange, mysterious motherfuckers and learn how to make kick-ass swords. And then I'm going to, like, just Nike these motherfuckers and put my names all over them and send them back to you so that you can go kill the English with them. You're the, welcome. Because, <laughs> the reason why you know, Kevin mentioned this is because the Oaf Bear were different from what was made then it, it was a completely in, in, different composition of metal that they didn't in, uh, have to make in scandinavia well yeah well in because in scandinavia they didn't they didn't uh they had what they yeah they made it out of uh peat moss peat moss and w- whatever else was around so the the oaf bear was actually far better it's fucking like folded steel yes like some shit that they were making like making scimitars out of in like the ancient middle east it but, was some shit yeah, I mean, I kind of liked uh, the fact that you know some of these people actually had the balls to call out, you know, different people and be like, "Hey, you know, like that the the guy, the family that was like, hey, you want to know who murdered my daughter? Go five, it's like almost like five rows back, two rows to the left, you'll find the son of a bitch. You'll see the stone. <laughs> it's usually covered in piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I make I keep I make sure of that. I mean, that's just ballsy right there. Yeah. Or you got some fucking uppity motherfucker that's like, I'm going to write an entire goddamn book on my wife's gravestone because she's sad that we couldn't build the church that she wanted. And they said that she couldn't go to church anymore. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for you. You know, it happens, man. You imagine like people like that nowadays, like it, it like if fucking lockdown had happened back then, they're like, oh, you can't go to church to be like, fuck you. I can't. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like I, you, the devil? <laughs> You're the devil? No, I'm gonna go. Heresy! Yeah, how dare you tell me that? Basically, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. I'm getting to that point with this bullshit as it is. Like, I just want shit to go back to normal. I hate it. I hate wearing a fucking mask. I yeah. hate being told where we can and can't go. I fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate this bullshit, and I hope it dies. What does that with it, man? Just, just bull. Eventually, we'll we'll normalize, and that'll be it. I don't want to normalize that shit, though. We're gonna have to. It's like we're like having. Ugh, it's just it's fucking irritating. We'll have to be allowed to travel out of the state without having to quarantine and blah blah blah. Yeah, because I mean they can't they they can't you know keep allowing not allowing you know us to. Because not many people have that time. They want to go, go, are going to want to get away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's for sure. Especially if you live in New, Eng- New England and you want to go see some of this crazy shit. You want to go look at something that's like five hours away? Sure, it's in a different state. Go ahead. Oh, wait, now you got to stay at home for two weeks? Fuck that. Fuck that. I didn't even get out of my car to look at it. I exactly. drove by the motherfucker. Took pictures of it from the road. Fuck you. I got good air filters in my car. I got nothing. We're good. Mm-hmm. Going back to work. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these places, you know, hell, I think that you could almost make a a day out of 
and go see them. Yeah, I mean, if you're like, depending what state you're in, for sure. Like if you're in Massachusetts, most of that stuff's a day trip. Uh, Connecticut, that's a day trip. New Hampshire, day trip, sure. Yeah, I mean, Vermont. I mean, shit, we could be up to fucking New Haven and back in uh, an hour and a half, and that's taking time to take pictures. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little less. Yeah, you know, but I mean, it's not not bad. Lake George, we can. That's you know, hour can, and twenty minutes away from us. Yeah, I mean, a couple hours, you know, to get over there. It also depends on that. like if it's you know summer, we get to go to Martha's and get some ice cream too, mm-hmm. or if we go mini golfing because true. Go-karts. That's the shit I miss. It's being a little just like, hey, it's Saturday. Let's go fucking hit some go-karts in a batting cage. I know, man. But anyway, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that. That's whatever the fuck this episode was. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a quick little... Yeah, not even quick. We're in a fucking hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, well, a fun, we filled it. a fun little episode. Yeah. Let's put it like that. So it's also an episode where, like, if you don't want to advertise that you're listening to weird shit or you don't want people to know that you're traveling out of states, you, <laughs> you have to fucking quarantine, go over to studio.com and grab some badass headphones or earbuds. They've got, uh, I want to say hundreds of different designs, but it's probably closer to, like, 50. Not even that. There's I a bunch. Like, like, 20. They got a bunch of stuff. They have two different varieties of... Uh, over the ear headphones. Over the ear headphones. They've they got have... more. They've got more earbuds than you can shake a stick at. And two of their earbuds are, are noise canceling. One has are just uh, the buds themselves, kind of like um, what are the ones you have? The Nevas. The Neva. But these are called the Et. Yeah. They kind of sort of look. They almost... look like an AirPod, but more comfortable. Yeah, they kind of look like that. Um, and then there's uh, another one that is I can't think of the name of it right now, off the top of my head. But I looked at them today, but they actually have um, the a cord between them so they can put put around your neck, you know, if mm-hmm. you just take them out of your ears and just, they'll flop down. So kind of like, not like the Etz, but they're both noise canceling, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And whenever you find what you're looking for, you put it in your cart and you add Dark Windows 15 at the promo section before you check out. And that will save you 15% off your entire order. And you usually get a free little gift with it. I'm not sure what it is now. It's a card holder. Okay, so yeah, when I got my Clars, I got a card holder too, which is pretty cool. It's yes. like a pleather little like four pocket thing. Pretty neat. Uh-huh. Um, also, darkwindowspod.com. Go check that shit out. You can listen to every episode of this bullshit we have ever uploaded. And you can do that directly through the link to our Age of Radio page, which if you go over there, you can find some other awesome shows you'll probably like, mm-hmm. um, including but not limited to uh, Color Me Dead, Mysterious Circumstances, True uh, true, true Crime Trucker, and just about everything else. If you're into history, true crime, sports, any of that stuff, we got something for everybody. Yeah. Got a lot of true crime, though. But yeah, Hell, if you want to have... Uh... Uh, not well, not really self help, but like uh, inspirational. We got yeah, even have that. Shit, we got motivational stuff. Yeah, if you're feeling like an unmotivated piece of shit, like I do usually, fucking it helps. <laughs> it does, it does help. Because I wake up a lot of the times and go, you know, if I get hit by a bus on my way to work, wouldn't be the worst thing that happened today. Because there's a good chance that I'd survive and still have to go to work. <laughs> That's one of your nine lives. <laughs> not a cat. Whatever. Also, we have links to all of our social media. We've got links to, fuck, I completely just spaced it. Well, I don't know if you have 
links fuck. To, I don't know if we have we links to fuck. We don't have any fuck. links to fuck, though. But you can go... You know, well, if you're on the internet, you can find things that will make you want to fuck, though. Yes. You but know. You, can, you can find it. You know, like Kevin said, you can have links to all of our social yeah, media, all which of is our Facebook, shits. which is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, since we haven't plugged it in a while, darkwindowspod at gmail.com. Email us some shit. We'll read it. Yeah. We'll even read it on here if you want. Yeah, email Don't us. give a fuck. <laughs> Email us. I mean, fuck. We, we I look at the emails all the time. Yeah, I, I'll get something. I'm like, oh, hey, look. Wait, we got something from a real person and not some bullshit. Sweet. Hey, and I have to say, I have to give a shout out to everybody on the Facebook page. Keep it up. This is freaking awesome. I love hearing, seeing all this stuff being posted. You know, I just love it. And absolutely. Uh, you know, I I'm, I I enjoy the hell out of it. I want to see more. More and more and more, and let's see if we can get some uh, creepy shit going here, since it is going to be Halloween in, oh, mm, uh, eight days? Just about a week from release on this. Yeah, about a week. Yeah. Um, So we've got one more episode coming up this month. Um, I am, man, I'm, I'm excited for it. My goal is to try to tell a story that I've found that is one of the scariest like hauntings that I've, I've personally read about and we're going to have my wife on the show and I'm really hoping that I can scare the shit out of her and maybe get some jump scares out of the people listening to this. Okay. It's fucking eerie. Hmm. Um, and I'm not going to say any more than that. Is it where is the, is can I pick a region where it's from? Sure. I guess. Sure. Is it new England? No, no, no. Is it? It's in, in the United States. That's as far as we'll go. Can I say one more? Midwest. Kind of, sort of. Okay. But. That's as far as I'll go. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. No, no, it's, and it's. uh, Have I heard of it? Probably not. I've heard, I heard about it on another show. And then I started doing some reading into it and I was like, oh, this is fucking scary. Uh, Like the, the guy who has. The man whose family was involved wrote a book that I got through my Kindle, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's fucking something else, man. Okay. Like, so I, I'm really hoping to scare some people. Okay. And it is all allegedly true, just like every haunting we tell on here, except for that one that I made up for the Patreon thing that we released. <laughs> and except but, for Amityville Horror. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> We also haven't talked about that on here. Listen, DeFeo did kill his oh, family. Oh, fucking yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He murdered the shit out of his family. Now, whether or not it was the dog that told him to do it? No, the I'm thing that sure. I find more fascinating about that whole thing, more so than like what happened with the Lutzes, is his story about what happened with the murders, where he supposedly saw some black hooded figure that would like go into the room with him and hold each member of his family down while he killed them. Hmm. And then after he killed the last of them, it just kind of like foof and disappeared. That's what I find more fascinating. Cause it's like, what the I fuck just happened here? I don't know, man. Yeah. And there's also the, like the possibility that his, the oldest of the sisters was in on it too. And then he killed her. Hmm. But yeah, anyway, we're going to get out of here because it is late and I have to work in the morning. Yeah. Hooray. All right. Well, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you.